Live from the booth at Pops, it's time for the Riverdale Review! Welcome, Welcome back. back to the Kale Was Right podcast. I'm not your host, <laughs> Pete and Bessie. I'm Kale Ward here in the booth at Pops. And guys, I gotta tell you, it feels good to be back. Here again you- in the hot seat, right as always. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Two weeks in a row. Two weeks in a row. You just Ooh, fucking good. steal my goddamn intro like that. I, that is not cool, man. Right? <laughs> I let it slide last week with Gabby. It's all right. He's got a little, he's got a bit he's going for. She didn't appreciate Oof. it. I did. But then this week, Oof. you just come in and you just steal my fucking thunder like that. I appreciated it. The thunder is so creamy and delicious. <laughs> it's like a like a creamy what chocolatey, the? creamy chocolatey thunder. Ooh, wow, I don't know I'm dude. doing the Peter Pan hook thing. <laughs> Good, that's what we want. That's what we want. The the visual gags on the only one of our shows that doesn't have face cam yet. Ah, uh, they know what I'm talking about. <laughs> they know. So anyway, welcome right. back, guys. Kale's right yeah, podcast. Welcome. I'm Kale Lloyd. I know. Shut, shut up. <laughs> shut up. All right. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Riverdale Review. I'm your host, Pete and Bessie, joined here by my pal in podcasting, Marco Cunolata. And then this motherfucking monster over here, Mr. Kale. Kale. Say hi. Go ahead. Kale, Kale doesn't need the intro. I need the no, intro. He, talk, he talks yeah. like a minute and a half. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> my name is Marco, and I like Riverdale. Text me at, I mean, don't text me. Like, DM me. I won't give out my number. <laughs> It's like, are you about to drop your phone Can number? Can you imagine? The That'd be scary. <laughs> you almost did it too, man. <laughs> I was, I was like, to... I really froze. I was like, oh no. I was no. going to commit and I was like, mm, nah, I don't know. <laughs> Probably not the Maybe best not the idea. best idea. All right, so this is this is not a show about texting Marco. This is uh, the Riverdale Review, our, the Pals Network's weekly Riverdale Oh, wait, podcast. am I on the wrong show? Uh, I thought this was Kale was right. Sorry. <laughs> no, nah, uh, it's still in development on it's that like one. like a bi-monthly but, um, show. <laughs> but Kale was right this week, which we'll talk about a little in a little bit when we get to our spoiler full portion of the show. But uh, as you know, as we always do, we're going to start by giving the spoiler free reactions to this week's episode, uh, just for anybody who you know hasn't seen the show yet. Um, so I'll, I'll start it off this week. Usually I kick it twenty you guys, but um, I I really I I thought this was a great episode. I really had a lot of fun with this one. I think um, it's the first episode that I've come out of really enthused about in in quite some time. You know, I think we've we've been pretty critical of uh, the last. You know, it Few, feels like yeah. four episodes yeah, yeah, at this yeah. point. You know, um, and that was coming off a real hot streak. You know, for a while, but um, this is the first one where I really feel like they're back in the groove. And uh, there's a lot going on. We got a lot of payoff. To a lot of the storylines that have been building for um, some for only a few episodes, some for the entire season. Uh, so seeing all that kind of come to a head in a meaningful way uh, was really satisfying, I thought. And um, there was multiple occasions for me where, like, I, you know, had like a, a legit just like reaction to what was happening, you know, just like, oh, man, like, holy sh-, you know, like. There were some some real bombs in this one, so um, definitely a good time. If you're not caught up, this is a, this is an episode that I would say makes it worth it to catch up on the last few. Mm. Yeah, this episode was buck wild. <laughs> I, te- I texted you guys when I started watching. I said I'm five minutes in, and this is crazy. Yeah, like every storyline too. Yeah, 
You know, yeah. like they were all like it was firing on all cylinders. It felt like like I feel like the only one that wasn't hot fire was probably uh, Jughead's, and his ended up being so because he got mixed up with Betty. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. So yeah. Uh, what about you, Marco? What did you think about this one? Yeah, I, I enjoyed this one. This was one that it was an episode I feel like I was able to get into again. Um, same thing, like like you said, Pete. I feel like they're they're back in the groove on this one. The last like two, three for me were just like meh. They they were there to push the story along, but I didn't know where the uh, it it didn't it didn't entice me. It didn't like grab me. This one sort of brought me back into that, and I really appreciated that because I feel like I've been missing Riverdale. You know, where's my Riverdale? Uh, but no, this was a really good episode. Uh, similarly to you guys, there were a lot of tense moments in this one where I was also just kind of like on the edge of my seat, just like, all right, what's going to go on here? What's going to happen? Uh, and uh, yeah, I, everything all around, um, with the exception from like maybe some of the shots that they got and some like the, the vibes that they were uh, sort of the mood that they were trying to sort of capture to me felt sort of muddled. But I think overall, the story itself hmm. progressed really well. Uh, and it's leading to a lot of cool new revelations, I feel. So, yeah, overall, really great episode for me. Yeah, I, I don't know that I agree with um, <clears throat> with all the – with what you were saying about some of the directorial stuff because I thought some of the shots were really good, but maybe maybe we're talking about different yeah, stuff. Yeah, but I mean, so let's, I mean let's get into may, the... maybe you're wrong. So, like, you know, there's that too. Oh, okay, yeah. cool, cool, cool. I mean, That's listen, cool. this is Kayla's Right podcast. <laughs> Anything could happen. So <laughs> I used to enjoy this show. <laughs> Uh, let's, uh, let's, let's move over to the spoiler full discussion. So if you haven't seen episode 13 of season two yet, uh, this is your chance to bounce out, uh, unless you don't care about spoilers and stick around for the end. Um, if you are going to jump out, we'll see you next week. We hope you'll come back after the episode to listen to the rest of this discussion. Otherwise we'll catch you at the top of the next one. Um, remember to like, share, subscribe, all that stuff. Um, that's actually a perfect chance for me to tell you where you can find the show. Um, if you guys are audio listeners, we really uh, appreciate if you could give us a like on your platform of choice. We're all over pretty much every podcasting platform. Um, but uh, if you really want to help out the show, you can go over to Apple Podcasts and uh, give us a rating. We're currently a five-star rated podcast. Um, that's a huge way you can help out the show. Uh, if you're a YouTube listener, you know, same thing. Give it a like. Give it, uh, you know, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Um, that's another thing where that number really does help us get some visibility on the show. Um, and then the best thing you can do is just share it with your friends. If you've got a friend who's into Riverdale, uh, you think they might enjoy the show too, try to get them to check it out and, um, you know, do us a favor. And uh, as always, if you want to write in and hear your thoughts right on the air or let us know what you're thinking about this episode of Riverdale, you can hit us up at thecomicspals at gmail.com or get us at thecomicspals anywhere your social media is sold. Or, you know, just hit us down in the comments. All right. So um, this is another one where the story's kind of jumping all over the place. They intersect a little bit. So I've got it kind of segmented by by storyline as much as I could. Um, but we're, we are going to do a little bit of jumping around just where it makes sense, right? So... Um, you know, this episode picks up right where we dropped off, uh, in episode 12, you know, where there's the, the reveal that someone has shown up to the Cooper's house and, uh, you know, Chick seemingly killed the guy, right? Um, you know, Alice yeah. is mopping up the blood and, you know, uh, and, and, you know, she's, she reassures Betty that it was in self-defense, but like. Very weakly. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Um, you very much get the impression that that's not really the case, uh, you know, and then, you know, Hal is coming back to the house. They've got, you know, a very short amount of time. She finally convinces her mother to let her help out. So Betty gets involved in this whole thing. Um, but, you know, given the proximity to the event, like 
when Hal shows up, his journalism senses start tingling and he's like, why does it smell like bleach? Like, you know, what's going on? And, uh, you know, it kind of sets the rest of, of what's going on with Betty, this episode in motion, you know, is, is, is the catalyst of, you know, this, of covering up this crime. Um, so how did, uh, how did that whole moment work for you guys? Cause I, I really enjoyed the tension coming into that, that moment. And I think, I think Lily Reinhardt, uh, did a really excellent job this episode, like showing kind of the stress that Betty was going through. I, the funniest moment to me was when, uh, she and Jughead are walking to school and he's like, so like, what's going on? Like, <laughs> Dude, I had a really good time. For the first time. And, and she's like, she's like, weird. oh yeah, no, nothing's fine. Oh my God. That was tonight. We did that. <laughs> we did that last night. <laughs> also, I can't like, like poor Betty Cooper, man. Like, they, it's like she's like, um, just this whole season has reminded me of this one line from Community where uh, um, Allison Bree's character she says like, I've you know this place has warped me like a Barbie in a microwave, and like <laughs> that's so Betty this season. I feel like because like like she loses her virginity. And, like, that night she's going home, she's all, like, walking on airs and everything, and she comes home to this fucking mess. Just another goddamn mess for her to clean up, you know? Like, Jesus Christ. She has to clean up a murder. <laughs> That's Riverdale, man. That's Riverdale. That's fucking Riverdale, man. If yeah, you're, not, if you're not underage sleeping with your teacher, you're cleaning up after, <laughs> after a murder. <laughs> Or someone's trying to murder you. A postcoital murder. A postcoital murder. <laughs> PCM. Oh, uh, that's always that's what I like to do after you know every time after I, I have sex is just go mop up someone's blood and I mean know, yeah. smell a bunch of bleach. It's, it's great. It's hard to find so many murders, but like when you're in the market, <laughs> <laughs> you find them. you know you find them. But yeah, so it's like. I don't. I don't think it was the first time that Jug says "I love you," right? Like he's definitely said "I love you, Betty Cooper" before. But like, I think it's it's just like more that like he calls her and it's just like, "Hey, I wanted to say goodnight." Like you know, that yeah. was really that was special and everything. I love you, and she's just like, "I gotta go." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it also it's like, what time is all this happening? <laughs> like, pretty late. It seems like yeah, right, right. But like, but also. Like, Jug calls her to say goodnight. Right. And it's like, clearly it's a school night, so what time is she going to bed? I'm thinking it's, like, maybe, like, you know, like, 10 or 11 o'clock. Yeah. Because it's, like, night, but I don't think it's, like, super late. Well, then what what time were they porking? Because... Like, 9 o'clock, you know? Good 9 o'clock hump, and then she walks home. Or he dropped her off, probably. I don't know. No, she walks home. Yeah. Why are you, why are you so, like, focused on the timeline? Yeah, like, I... It's a small town. You can fucking walk home in like thirty minutes, probably. Like, <laughs> it just like the the events of everything that happened, like them getting everything cleaned up, and then um, did Hal come over before or after the call? After they got rid of the body, uh, it was before they got rid of the. Well, they got rid of the body. It was after they cleaned up, but they didn't like finish it. They didn't finish it off with FP. Well, that's like way yeah. later. Yeah, yeah, like. What 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 he's talking about in that initial like scene? It's like they clean up, Hal shows up, they get rid of him, then they take the body to the pipe, and then Jughead calls. He calls right before that, so he calls after Hal shows so, up. Yeah, like Hal's gone. Betty goes upstairs, gets the call, answers it, 
and then is like, I gotta go. Because uh, her mother comes in and is like, he's gone, we're leaving. See, that says to me 11, 11.30. Alright, who cares what time it was, Kale? <laughs> well, because it just, it just did, it wasn't, it felt so, weird, especially talking, you know what, I, talking about uh, it now. Kale, I, I think you're right. I think you're right, and I think we can move on. Alright, cool. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Kale was right. Um, <laughs> so, like, we start kind of, like, getting little, like, hints about, you know, like, what the true kind of, like, you know, um, you know, like, what what the identity of this guy is, right? Like, he has no wallet or ID, and, like, you know, it's obviously, like, he seems like he's some kind of, like, sketchy dude, you know? So, like, Alice is kind of just ready to sweep it under the rug, right? Like, they go and hide him in this abandoned sewer pipe that, like, she used to play in when she was How a casual. kid. How casual. And stuff. Like, it's right? so, th- that's more what threw me She's, off. It was just very much like, yeah, this is their body. Yeah, I'm, like, cleaning up his blood. Yeah, we're just going to dump his body in a pipe. That's fine. Homie, yeah, homie, she's a serpent. You think this is the first person she's killed? I feel like she's done some shady shit like this before. Or or it is just that, like, you know, shock? parental instinct. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah, like, yeah, this shock. Be. I gotta cover this up or my kid's going to yeah, jail. Okay. Uh, like she says, they'll, they'll take him away and I can't lose him again. You know? Yeah. So, like, I, either one of those, like, I definitely feel like are um, totally, like, plausible. And, like, Alice is just, like, that kind of person. You know, like, she's, like, calculating. Yeah. I'm not surprised that she's ready to just roll up her sleeves and mop up the blood, you know? Yeah. But yeah, so like after that, right, like they come back to the house, they scrub it top to bottom and try and like get rid of all the fingerprints. And like, I I loved this scene. Like, that's why I wanted to like call specific attention to it. Because like, I just, I loved uh, Lily Reinhardt's acting in this, you know, like she just looks so like distant and exhausted, you know, and like, just like that she hasn't fully processed what is going on yet, you know, that like, and, and that. Just the way it's shot, I really, I really feel like it plays really well, and it's like the music like builds to this really tense crescendo until like the alarm goes off and she finally hits it, you know, and then like it's that morning, that silence after, you know, where she starts piecing it all together. Yeah, that was a good scene, and um, I that was a good that. scene. Yeah. yeah, I just so effective. I thought. Do you think the her question about the apples? Do you think that was her just overcompensating for like the cleaning? Do you think it was just yeah, her? Like, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think I think that was supposed to be the implication, like that it is that you know she's kind of just getting paranoid, yeah. you yeah. know, and like yeah. thinking about did he touch these apples? You right. know, like the guilt's still there. And, yeah. Right. Right. And and I think um, not to get like too uh, film student about oh, it, but I think that was <laughs> shit. This is a Kale's you know right podcast, not the Marco Sass podcast. <laughs> It's fucking annoying, but it's good comedy, so I'm, I'm gonna let it go. <laughs> uh, but I was gonna say, I, I think that the apples, specifically, are are meant to symbolize, like, sin. You know? Like, that, huh. that it is, like, that she's guilty. You know? And that she's looking at it, and it's, like, you know, this this symbol of, of like, mankind's great sin, you know? And it's, like, I don't know. That that's just like the sense I got from it. That it was supposed to be her just being paranoid, but the reason it was an apple was maybe supposed to be symbolism. Yeah, that makes but, sense. Yeah, totally. So like, so like she she uh, what's what's the Shakespeare? Uh, is it Macbeth where he sees blood on his hands that he can't get off? Yes. Yep. So there's you know she's going Macbeth on the apples. But for her, there's nothing there. 
Right. Because and she like didn't it do being it. an apple, you know, that's red, like that yeah. I feel like I feel like that yeah. plays. I um, see that, yeah. Yeah. Uh that's a good connection though. Yeah. So um I just I just wanted to call attention to that scene in particular. I think that was my favorite scene of the episode. Mm. I thought it was just really sharp and it was like quick. They didn't like let it overstay its welcome. Mm. It was just like this really nice tight little vignette and uh I, I was into it. You were gonna say something, Kel? I I was gonna I was gonna wonder if this was what Marco um had a problem with. Uh because it there were parts that like it was a good scene, but there were parts of it that the mood and the tension that didn't quite fit for me. And maybe it's because I, really? I was I was maybe it's because I was kind of focused on that Apple question because it didn't it hit me, but I didn't know why it hit me. And like like the it worked, but it also, I don't know, there was something that was off about it for me that didn't didn't quite play. Uh, so, that, for, like, for me, the only moment in that scene that I thought, like, stuck out was the, the part where she does, like, fall asleep with the alarm and all that stuff. And then the apple scene, because I thought it was the the, clen- the, clean- the cleanliness of it. Uh, but, like, that that's a good point, Pete. Like, I, yeah, that, that totally makes sense. Um, the, the scene where they're cleaning up the blood and she walks in. I felt that was a little bit weaker. It was like the shock was there. You mean like the beginning of it? Yeah, yeah. Like where, the, where she's actually yeah. cleaning. It was just kind of like okay. Like there was. I, I, I felt like there was like weird staging and stuff. And I don't know. It, it didn't. It didn't jive for me. But once she like fell asleep, and then like everything after that with the apple and like all that stuff was like really really tight for me. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So then the other kind of uh, little, you know, like subplot that gets established there, which we'll talk a little bit. Um, more later, right? Is like Hal. Uh, Hal knows what's up, right? Like we we see him at the blossoms of all places, and uh, he's expl- he's starting to piece together like what he thinks went down, right? Like he knows that something is going on. They're covering up something that Chick did, um, but he can't quite piece it together yet. Uh, and then here he is, kind of confiding in Mrs. Blossom. Right. Um, which I want to say now it's the hashtag Pete was right podcast because I told y'all they were going to fuck. Marco was like, you think? I'm like, yeah, dog. Like they're totally this is about to be a full fledged affair, dog. It's going down. I like we I, I believed you. I was there. Yeah, I think we were. Yeah, dog. Yeah. No, Marco, you were. No, Did no, I? no, no, don't. Yeah, you were like, <laughs> yeah, you think? And I'm like, yeah, dog, it's, it's happening. They're DTF. <laughs> all right. All right. We don't need to measure um, dicks here. We all know mine's the biggest. Oh, okay, so when you're right, you get to call it out, but yeah, that's you know right. That's right. I'm fucking. I'm. This is bullshit, man. <laughs> Just because I'm from the south side, you think your shit doesn't stink, you know? I mean, it doesn't. So, fucking football player. <laughs> so, uh, oh, that reminds me. Uh, did you yeah, guys notice what? Jason's uh, number was in the drug dealer's phone? Was he really? Oh no! I, I didn't, obviously, I didn't it, see that. obviously, it didn't say it didn't say Jason Blossom. Oh, but it just said yeah. Jason. But it said Jason, and I went, "Oh, I wonder if that's Jason Blossom." Oh. And it totally makes sense that it would be right. Oh, totally, yeah, yeah. I totally believe that. That's really yeah. cool. Um, Good catch. That's cool. Yeah, that is cool. Because, like, yeah, you think about it. Like, I guess it hasn't been that long. Yeah, all said and done, since Jason was alive, you know, it's like what maybe a year. And who changes yeah. the contacts in their phone? Like, yeah, right, right. I'm just thinking because like it looked like she was looking through like recent text messages. Yeah, yeah, she did. She did go through the contacts though. Oh, oh, and that's when you saw it. Okay, yeah. okay, yeah, okay, that makes sense. 
Um, yeah, because I know they were, like, kind of overlaying the yeah. scene with the phone yeah. a couple, and I was like, that was a scene that I didn't really work for me, because I was just kind of like, why is she doing this? And then I was like, oh, he's a drug dealer, got mm-hmm. it. And then, like, literally later in the episode, she, like, confronts him, and she's like, what the fuck, he was a drug dealer? And I was like, boom, knew it, like, burner phone, that's why I didn't have any ID. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we'll, we'll get into to that stuff in a little bit, because I, I do want to, um, kind of transition to, you know, the, uh, like jugs plot because it's not super long before it kind of like transitions into just being a part of betty's story but before that you know Mm -hmm. we kind of like see what you know appeared to originally be the kind of ending maybe of the whole Hiram versus the south side you know conflict but uh it just you know it doesn't it doesn't get to that place obviously you know like um fp like se- says he wants to try to like reason with the mayor obviously jug knows that's not going to work right. and you know like that whole thing ends up kind of like coming back to bite them you know like obviously um because jug's already delivered the head to send a message it's like the cards are all on the table and it's like it's it's time for for these two sides to like finally meet you know um but uh, Veronica, you know, manages to kind of temper Hiram a little bit, mm. convince him to, like, try and, you know, like, deal with things diplomatically. So, like, they set up this meeting, um, you know, and uh, basically Hiram denies any involvement, you know, but, like, is like, but, you know, as, like, a, as a sh- show of good faith, like, I'd be happy to pay all your back rent and, like, you know, wipe this slate clean as long as you don't write this article that you're working mm-hmm. on, you know? And, uh, obviously Jughead's not going to do that. I was surprised that FP backed him up. Yeah. Like, so I was quickly. surprised like, too. He's like, he's like, no deal. And he's like, all right. <laughs> well, so, so my, my understanding of that scene was that they made the deal. Hiram was like, okay, here's this. I'll do the back payment. Uh, you know, you guys do your half, whatever. And then, and then Hiram was yeah, like, he "Oh, by the that. way, yeah. you think yeah, like he an did. extra yeah, he thing did do it that way?" But to I, Jughead. Didn't, I didn't necessarily and think then, that the deal was still on. Right. I, I thought. I thought he like, he was an add on, like after the fact kind of thing. But he's just like, "Oh, yeah. and by the way, now that you agree to this, like you can't write this article, that kind of thing." Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So yeah, yeah. I, to me, I, that didn't that I didn't read that because that wasn't in the original terms. Yeah. You know, like. That's post handshake, so it's like, well, that. Yeah. Why would you add I, that? Like, I, that doesn't make I sense. I read it the same way that Marco did. I'll be interested to see if you're right, though. He altered the deal because I don't. Yeah, hmm. Pray he doesn't alter it any further, dude. <laughs> Hiram, Hiram's a powerful guy. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, and then that's not the only group uh, in in Riverdale that like the the lodges are at odds with this episode, right? Like they're kind of tenuous. Uh, alliance with Mayor McCoy uh, is like you know even worse this episode. Um, you know they want to speed up the Sodale project because of Jug's article. You know she wants to wait for the re-election, which is like the whole reason she was working with them in the first place. And um, you know she's threatening to expose them, and they tell Veronica more or less that they're going to expose her affair. And, um, you know, Veronica goes and warns her. So what did you guys think of that? Were you surprised that she made that move? Like to like... To go and tell Mayor McCoy? No, as in you were, or you're agreeing with me. So I say no, because like that's, that sort of tracks, like she, 
she doesn't want the lodge, you know, corporation slash family to be used for evil and like blackmailing and bribing and all that. And so I feel like this episode, she really took, especially this episode, she really took steps to, 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 to make that happen. And to, to shape it the way Yeah, like kind of put her money where her mouth mm-hmm. is. You know, like she said that she doesn't want them to be that anymore. Yeah. But she – we've kind of seen her increasingly, at least I think, um, compromise those values where where the family needed her to. And yeah. I think this is the first time we've really seen her take a major step back in the other direction. Yeah. Um, because she challenges her family a lot this episode. Yeah, I feel like she's starting to like, – especially – because of the way that Archie's been trying to get involved, she's been trying to get a handle of it as well, so that way to protect Archie. So I feel like that was also, like, the play there is that she's also focused on making sure that Archie's going to be okay and that she can control as much as she can how far they'll go, so that way she doesn't compromise her own beliefs and, like, the her own uh, whatever standards that she has and compromise Archie. Yeah, it's it's funny because I I honestly feel like it has a lot of parallels to like um and stick with me here, but like the, this kind of felt like um like a fucking like small town issue of like Spider Man, you know, like of just like Veronica's trying to juggle her two lives and like not let the one fuck up the other, you know, like she made this deal to be involved in her oh, parents' okay. world, but she also wants to have this other I life. See what you, mean. you know, she says that she doesn't want Archie to be involved. She doesn't want him to be part of the family. She wants to not compromise him and keep him safe and keep him pure, right? Um and that's just – it doesn't work that way, you know? And, like, that's obviously where the drama is now coming into play. <laughs> yeah, totally. All right, so let's let's kick it over to what's going on with uh, Agent Adams and Archie at the top of the episode. Uh, basically, Adams is kind of, like, turning up the heat, you know? Like, he he doesn't believe that Archie doesn't know anything. He's de- He gets aggressive. He, you know – kicks over one of his symbols and destroys his bass drum. Yeah, what an and asshole. like, you know, I know, right? It's like, they're, those, it's those are, that's expensive, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. And even if it's just the head, like, that's at least, that's like 70 At least. Bucks. Like, and that's like not even for a good one. <laughs> right, like, yeah, like. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I like that. I, I like that Archie called him out on it. Well, your, your, your mantrum destroyed some of my property, so. <laughs> Maybe I should go straight to the government. Fucking asshole. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, you know, later in the episode, um, Archie gets paid by him. You know, he gives him an envelope filled with $100 bills and says the FBI pays their informants. Like, you know, uh, he he's pushing him to be more aggressive with Hiram. Like, he's like, I want you to ask him straight up, you know, if he was involved in, uh, in the murder of um, Papa Boutine. Right. Where like the, the police have found the body, the story's out, you know, like he and he wants answers. So Archie goes and confronts him about it. And like Hiram denies that he did it. But Archie knows that he did, you know, and like he. I, I was really interested to see in this episode, like how close to Hiram Archie seems to feel now you know like because i think we talked last episode with when gabby was on the show about how i wasn't really sure what angle archie was coming from anymore you know like i i knew he was lying to agent adams to protect hiram but i couldn't understand his motives 
you know, that it, I, I didn't necessarily know that it was because he had come to have loyalty or, or even like affection for Hiram, you know, and, and, and the family, not just Veronica. Um, but in this, right, like he, Veronica confides in him that she feels like she thinks her dad was involved in this killing. And he goes and tells Hiram, like, hey, she feels this way. And you might want to like, he says, like, you might want to clarify some things for her. And it's like, he's basically like, you should go lie to her and protect her feelings. And that's what Hiram does, you know? And, uh, I, I, I was really surprised by that, by this dynamic. And like, it kept coming up throughout the episode, even. I, f- I feel like that's where he's been heading. He's been very much like, even in like the, the la- the wrestling episode, he, he was very much trying to just get along with, uh, with Hiram for Veronica. Earn his respect. Yeah, earn his respect, but like for Veronica and then more importantly for him, you know? So I feel like yeah. in that interaction, he is trying to impress uh, Hiram and trying to get him on his side as well. Like as much as he's trying to get on his side, he's trying to get him, Hiram on Archie's side uh, just because of all the crazy thing that's going on. And it's also just good for their relationship with Ver- uh, with Veronica. You know, it, the, the moment that they have any bad blood between each other, Veronica's going to read that. She'll be upset and they don't want that either. So that's a problem for both of them. Right. And so I, I feel like he's making the he's making the switch to become part of Hiram's organization as much as he is trying to become a part of Veronica's life. And that's sort of the balance that he has to sh- that they have to strike. I sort of I don't know. I'm really conflicted about it. And I think it's because of the way we've seen Archie and Hiram interact like I don't feel like as close as they as Archie seems to think they are I don't feel like we've seen that really yeah I, I feel like it, it, I feel it, like it's implied from the work he's been doing for him right like it's been like two or three episodes where he's been like running around and we've seen him like oh he's spending every day there and he's running errands for him and you know I feel like right but yeah to to that to that fact like you would like you would think that even just a scene of them like cracking a joke and like laughing with each other for just yeah. just even just a hot second you know just just so we could feel like that that there is a bond yeah and i don't think it is that there's a bond i think it's that like he does actually respect archie and that like he is they're starting to have a bond you know well but right. i don't yeah. think to to that point like I, I i'm only speaking from archie's side because mm. like you know archie's the underling here and he's the one being bossed around and he's the one that's going out and doing doing all this stuff but he's also the one you know being uh, interrogated by the FBI and the FBI and he's the one that uh, you know the FBI is breaking his drums and you know interrogating his dad and you know so it just it, like to me from Archie's side like it didn't feel like it lined up with what was going on you know, I, I, yeah, I mean, I guess I can see why you'd feel that way. I, I obviously, like I said, I was surprised by it. So, like, I guess I felt that way in some way, too. Yeah. But I, I, I think to Marco's point, I feel like it has kind of been building in that direction. So it was a surprising turn, but not one that felt like un, um, like unnatural, I guess. Right. And, and like I said, I think it would have been better served had we seen like a, a good moment between Hiram and Archie at some point within the past couple of episodes. Yeah, yeah. Like even like seeing them, you know, like going on another run or something like that or whatever. Yeah. Just like something yeah. where they're just kind of like, you know, palling around or whatever. I think I think that would have went a long way. Yeah. Um. 
so yeah so i mean like the the next kind of beat of that right is like he lies to adams like you know like straight up and like he's bent the truth he's admitted things before to protect Hiram, but this is the first time where he straight up fabricates an entire story to try and throw the scent off of Hiram and onto uh, Lenny Kowalski, who was the other guy who was talking about killing him, you know? So it's like, not only is he lying to the fu- straight up lying to the fucking FBI, he is trying to eliminate Hiram's enemies too. Sort of. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't think that was his end goal, but I, I think it's like a, it's a, it's a bonus. It's an implied bonus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. And like, that's, you know, that's a big step. Right? Like that, like, and we've already seen him getting deeper and deeper, but like, that's something he could, like, go to jail for, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, where everything else, I think there, he had plausible deniability up until now. And, uh, so, so that's, that's obviously, um, that was a pretty crazy moment. And then that kind of, you know, seemingly comes back to bite him, right? When Adam shows up and, like, threatens his dad. You know, that they're cracking down on illegal labor from Canada. And, uh... <laughs> yeah, can I just say, what? That was so weird. Illegal labor from Canada? They're, they're cutting down on illegal, illegal labor from Canada. It's like, just we just wanted to point that out, you know. There's... <laughs> to be fair, it's like, have you ever seen a non-white person in Riverdale? Yeah, go ahead, Marco. There's... Go ahead. <laughs> Defend that, please. Yeah, I mean... Canadians are coming over the border. They're taking our jobs. They're killers and rapists. We need to build a fucking wall. We need to build a wall. Honestly, it's the only way. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so my my favorite line from him was when he goes, "He's like scary, isn't it? How quickly I can make things difficult for you and your father." And like it, that it turns very quickly, right? Like he's like, mm-hmm. "I think you've been yeah. compromised. I believe you're feeding me false information." So it's like you're like basically it's like your last chance is to like plant this bug in the office or like your father goes down. You know, and like he doesn't say that, but he says that. And then when Archie's like, "I don't, you know, I think you don't care if you take us down too." And he's like, "Well, you be- you better make sure it doesn't come to that." Which was like, "God damn." Like yeah. <laughs> Do you think do you think so Archie tells Hiram that he smashed the bug with a hammer. Do you think he did? Yeah, I do. I f- I feel like we're gonna see that later. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like we would have seen him do it. Like I had that same thought, but I don't know. I think it's real. Like I think he did it, especially with the revelation. You know that that we'll get to later in the episode. Like, what's he even gonna do with it? It's a bug to nowhere. I mean, maybe. Um. Well, we'll put a pin in that. Uh. Because yeah, you know, like like you said, like Archie tells Hiram, right? And like. He's like, he basically is like, why are you telling me this? You know? And he's like, because I like you and I love your daughter and like, I'm scared of this fucking FBI agent. Can you please take care of him for me? And he's just like, Arthur Adams will be dealt with. And I was like, god damn. Yeah. That's some fucking gangster shit. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I've had ties with the FBI before. Yeah. I bet you fucking have. Jesus Christ. And uh, yeah, in my in my notes, I wrote. I was like, you know, I really come around on Hiram. Like he sucks, but I like him. Like he's charming. You know, he is. He is. (laughs) He's super uh, likable, despite the not so savory parts of his personality. Hey, my friend, you take care of me. I'll take care of you. You're you're part of the family, kid. (laughs) 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 But like, I I love. that the part where like before Archie leaves, he's like, I really didn't tell him anything, man. Like, I swear to God, and he's like, he's like, I believe you. Yeah. 
It's just like, yeah, all right, cool. Like, it's like, tell your dad everything's going to be just fine. And I, I literally <laughs> run, I was like, like, is it? Like, I'm really <laughs> yeah, scared right now. Because, like, that seems ominous. Yeah, especially with what we're talking about at the end of the episode. Like, I was like, oh, man, this is it. Yeah, This like, is the end of Riverdale. I was like, this is going real south. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that at the end of the episode when we get to kind of the wrap-up of everything so we can talk about next episode. Um, so let's let's jump back to, like, Betty and the Body. Uh, because Betty and the Body. Yeah, that's uh, that's what I want to call this episode. Cool but, band name. Right? Yeah. That is pretty good. Like, Betty and the Bodies, that'd be good. Alice in Chains, Be Betty and the Bodies. It's like a goth doo-wop group. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Like the Misfits, but like, but like a, but like a, a swing band with like you know three three lead singers who are women that harmonize together. Yeah. One of them. Like, they all wear like black go-go boots. <laughs> oh my god. This is a million dollar idea, you guys. Well, hundred thousand dollar idea. <laughs> uh, so Betty, in typical Betty fashion. Uh, like, you know, goes to the pipe and leaves a ton of fingerprints on this body. His cell phone starts ringing. She picks it up. Uh, it's got 47 missed calls and she takes his phone and I literally just wrote, she takes his fucking phone? Why? Why? Why are you doing this? Like, why, Betty? (laughs) So, you know, she starts going through the context. Like we said, she figures out he's a drug dealer. She, you know confronts chick and you know like shows like her her shows the alice side to her right where she's just like what the fuck is going on man like we didn't know i think i i really think she saw we she showed the how side of her more than the alice oh i don't know man like maybe it's just because anytime betty goes crazy and bug-eyed i immediately think of her mother (laughs) but uh you know i mean she's the product of two people we just you gotta you know, put that together. I think I think we saw Hal explode. That's true. And start sniffing around this episode for a reason. Oh, dude, I I loved I loved seeing Hal not be just like a bumbling idiot in the background where he's like, "Something's going on. I'm gonna find it out. I'm a journalist." <laughs> Man, I hate. I he like just him. wanders around the house in the middle of the night. Something's going on around here. <laughs> I get this glass of water. I have a good night's rest. <laughs> then I'm gonna. Well, I better have a snack. Fucking something's going on here. <laughs> Who touched the thermostat? <laughs> the great dad mystery. Greatest dad crimes. But, you know, like, Chick starts crying and, like, you know, Betty's just, like, not having it, right? Like, she's, like, wants to know every detail so they don't get caught. Alice, like, flares up to try and, you know, basically make her back off. And then we, like, cut back to Chick in the other room and he's just got this creepy fucking smile. You know? And it's like, oof, man. Like, he's a sociopath. Like, he's he's straight up, he's, like, something bad is really bad is gonna come from this. Way worse than Betty becoming a cam girl. For, yeah, for me, like, the drug, the drug buying or, or dealing or whatever it was with that connection. Oh, he owed this guy like, money, that was, obviously. Like, that, that was the least worrying thing about Chick for me. Like, oh yeah, Chick's on drugs? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Believe it. So he's he's a prostitute, so <laughs> slow your roll. Not all prostitutes are on drugs. No, but when they live in seedy hostels. <laughs> Ooh, is that what you, is that is that what the uh, the Cooper household is? See, a hostel. Not okay. All right, <laughs> Jesus. Pete. You know what I'm fucking talking about. All right, I'm enough with this sass. <laughs> it was cute the first time. Now it's just annoying. <laughs> Won't but stop. Uh, you know, then Betty starts fucking calling all the people in his phone 
trying to say that she found it in the park. And, you know, I was just like, I was another, like everything she did to find out the details of this mystery. My reactions were in all caps locks in my notes. Like I was like, Betty is calling people with the phone. And I literally just wrote in all caps, girl, like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Uh, but I knew his girlfriend. Oh no, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was just like, I I did that too. But my reaction was, white people <laughs> yeah like she and jug get rid of the car and i was like why it'll be towed in like three yeah, days just leave it alone oh yeah we don't know whose car that is um. oh it's gonna get a ticket well bummer for that guy <laughs> yeah right like no idea but yeah you know it is a loose end like you know but yeah so like you said right like she tells jug like she gets him and Al on on this they get rid of this fucking car and then like you know <laughs> like to finally see this get put to bed you know like we we call in fp like you said before but um before that like we kind of get that whole thing that happens with hal right like cheryl confronts him she ends up telling betty like and he shows up at the house because he's trying to you know basically save face it seems like and not not get you know exposed for his affair and then turns it into uh an interrogation you know, and, and Betty throws it in his face, kicks him out of the fucking house. Loved it. That was, like, crazy, man. I whew, Like, I, that was surprising to me, honestly. Like, again, like, of just, like, man. Like, like just, I don't know. We've seen Betty, like, pushed, you know, to a lot of extremes, you know, over this season. And I'm just, like, whew, like, she needs a fucking break, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to suck when Hal turns out to be the... The Black Hood. He's not the Black Hood, Kale. Kale was right. Episode three. <laughs> it's not happening. I'll be. I'll buy you a pizza. I'll buy you a pizza in New Zealand. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. But you owe me one if not. All right. Okay. I'll take that bet. All right. I'll oh, take that. Right. Take that Interesting. One pizza. Yeah. Right. One, one. One large plane. That's that's the bet. <laughs> I thought we were talking about pizza. Yeah. Jesus, Pete. <laughs> one large plane. <laughs> <laughs> How many acres are we talking? <laughs> it's going to be hard enough getting a pizza. So this all comes to the head, right, with, like, FP kind of stepping in. He goes and salts and buries the body and says that it's going to calcify in a couple days and, like, we'll be out. And, you know, he, he says, like, they'll meet up back at Pops, right? And he says, like, you know, we take care of our own and the circle ends here. No more loose ends. And then we immediately cut again to Chick fucking cutting Hal out of pictures and yeah. like sitting by a fireplace in the dark by himself and I was just like oh boy it's just, this it's just like real normal guy behavior I you know? know pretty much just, so like, I do do you think he's gonna kill Hal no I think he's trying to he's, he's gonna try he's gonna try I don't think so I think he's just removing people emotionally no get the fuck out of here he's he's there's some there is some fucking claws that are going to come out at some point, man. Right. We've already seen, we've seen the peaks of the sinister. Like he's definitely, he's definitely. Oh, I don't think we've, I don't think we've seen the peaks yeah, of the so. sinister at no, all. No, I don't mean like, Chick, I'm sorry. Chick technically had, he, st- he still hasn't done anything he's yet. He's on ground level. I, okay. I'm sorry. We haven't seen him do anything yet. When I is s- what I mean. We're seeing fallout. Okay. When I, when I say peaks, I didn't mean like peaks, like peaks and valleys. I meant like 
we're starting to see him like his oh, true, like glimpses. Yeah, glimpses of his oh, true colors. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, I'm sorry, I, I phrased that poorly. Yeah, so I mean, like, I, I feel like the logical conclusion of this storyline is something violent. You know, is like yeah. is, is some yeah. kind of violent action, and like based on this, I feel like Hal's the target. That'd be crazy. I I I would be willing to bet, like, and and I've said this before. Uh, when we were introduced to Chick and, and we kind of saw all the, the stuff that he brought on in the first couple episodes of this, you know, this mid-season. If, if my Hal theory is, you know, Hal's the Black Hood is correct, I, I would be willing to bet we see Chick catching him in it and like, it like turns around. So like either, either Chick is doing something super fucking shady. Uh, and catches Hal as the Black Hood, or Chick is doing something super fucking shady, and Hal as the Black Hood is going to get redeemed. I don't know if you're going redeemed. After... No fucking way. Well, uh, hold on. No, 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 no. He's got because nobody knows he's the Black Hood, right? Like, think about a CW show and what we've seen. Yeah. So no, no one knows that he's the Black. Hood. He's gonna be. He's gonna be creeping around as the Black Hood, but nobody knows he's the Black Hood except Chick, who's gonna find out. Hal is gonna catch him doing something shady at the same time, and he's gonna redeem himself by showing that chick is you know an evil monster this is your most far out theory yet man there's no way i think it's the other way around i think that chick is the black hood and then that him and hal are going to be doing something shady separately but that they're going to cross paths and chick's going to be found out as a black hood and hal's going to kill chick i really don't think hal's shady i really don't i I honestly think he's having an affair yeah, but that, he's just, that's he's it. He's just too fucking dumb to be shady. <laughs> no, yeah, like, I honestly think, I really think that he's a red herring. Like, I think we've thought that there was something sinister about him since the first season. Like, maybe this is just Occam's razor and, like, he's just a dick. Like, maybe that's it, you know? Like, because, yeah. like, not every character in the show is, like, up to no good. You know, it's like fucking Fred Andrews hasn't done shit this season. He got shot bull, and then, like bull fucking shit. He's hiring the illegal Canadians. The illegal over. Canadians. <laughs> it's a problem all on itself. Uh, but we we did we did float the uh, the chick as the the hood theory early on because he you know he uh, if you remember he said he, he got their uh, the Cooper's address right, right. from the 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 sisters or whatever yeah, and he showed up and uh, that was like he went ago, and found though. the house that was two years ago because they said it was well, when yeah, he turned but, eighteen and I think he's twenty now. But it's not out of uh, out of reason that you know out of, out of bounds of reason that he couldn't find the house again or oh. have been watching them. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I I don't think that's true though. Like, there's no way. Like, again, I, I I've I know like you guys don't seem to believe this, and like the internet seems to be like abound with theories about like, oh, it's you know. Like, we're being deceived visually. Like, there's never, ever been a case in the show where something that we physically saw wasn't real. You know, where, like, there was, like, an apparition or something like that. Or, like, I I wholly believe that the middle-aged, somewhat doughy man that we saw is the black Oh, woman. that's right. Like, I don't... I forgot about I don't, those facts. Yeah, I don't yeah, think yeah. that... And, like, Ar- you know... Actually, Archie hasn't met Chick, has he? No. Huh, no. Huh. That's the one wrinkle. If he meets him and he's like, bum bum eyes, like... Oh, yeah, does okay. he have green eyes? But I, no. Chick's, Chick's eyes are so fucking evil, Archie would totally mistake it. <laughs> That's why, like, I just, I don't, I, you know, I'm, I'm pretty convinced the Black Hood is a middle-aged man, you know? And, mm. like, 
I don't think. Yeah, that's why. I don't think that's why I'm so gung ho about Hal. Yeah, I don't think it's Hal either, though. Because again, like I feel like I feel like for me, the reason it could never have been Hal is like again, the whole focus is like Archie knows these eyes. Like these eyes were so dead and piercing and whatever, and it's just like he's known Hal his whole life. Like you think he wouldn't put that together? You know that he's thinking and thinking and obsessing about this guy's eyes or whatever, and like. You know what I mean? Like, Hal's got blue eyes, I think. So, I don't know. Um, so, I, like, I guess that's the time to transition into the end, right? Like, yeah. Uh, Might as well. Yeah. So, um, you know, Archie gets a visit from Hiram's driver, right? Andre. Andre. And uh, it's kind of like a callback to the earlier – earlier meeting with agent uh andrew or adams in the episode you know where he like mentions that uh hiram would have had someone you know close to him be the killer right like he wouldn't kill anyone he'd uh, have his hitman a do capo it. a capo thank you yes did you know did you know that's how that was pronounced nope not at all because i sure did never heard that word before in my life <laughs> and i'm still not a hundred percent sure a cape that's how you pronounce it, it. Is. a cape a capo no capo 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 one p Okay. A capo. Yeah. Cool. The more you know. Yeah, no, that's... I, w- I was watching the subtitles. It was spelled C-A-P-O. Are you sure? Yep. Ha! The plot thickens. Anyway. So, you know, he says that it would be somebody who's close to him. Somebody who's around him all the time. You know, like a driver or whatever. Something like that. And then Andre shows up in the middle of this sketchy-ass, you know, foggy night. Oh, the boss wants to take... The boss wants to see you. You know? It's like, oh, jeez fuck what i the first person i thought of when agent adams brought up the the capo was andre oh yeah me too oh, what about that what about that new driver yeah what about that but shady guess, ass driver <laughs> i guess i guess that just kind of goes to the fact that archie just didn't want to turn anybody in yeah, he was lying he's like no nobody like that yeah nothing yeah you know and uh you know i i very much you know, like, I remember you said before that you thought this was the end of Riverdale, and I was like, I had the same thought of, like, I mean, they're not going to kill Archie, but, like, they're going to murder Archie! Like, yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't know, they fucking might. <laughs> like, I literally wrote in my notes, I was like, they're going to murder Archie, holy shit. Like, <laughs> and, uh, you know, we get the reveal that it's Hermione. And, oh my god. I, like, my jaw fucking dropped. I was like, no wonder she's been so scary this whole season. They've been fucking building her up to be, she's the true crime lord the whole time. Man, it's, like, I don't know if you guys ever watched The Sopranos. I didn't. I didn't either, but I'm just going to throw it out there. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Mobster wives are nuts oh. like they're bananas i really thought you were gonna really, say that that was like your thing i me too i really thought he was gonna go are sexy yeah yeah <laughs> mobster wise count me in that's i mean yeah like i i love a woman with power first of all but me too. you got that jess <laughs> you're powerful you have the power oh, she, she homie she oh, knows okay. <laughs> have, she knows have you met jess <laughs> she knows <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i mean like the, the, we get this reveal, right, that this whole thing was a setup. This entire thing was just a test of Archie's loyalty. And I was just like, 
like, okay, so I, I just want to read my notes to you, right? So I write, oh my god, it's Hermione. She is so scary. This whole thing was a fucking setup? Are you kidding me? Oh my Jesus. Fucking Christ. He wasn't real. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. So, like, I I think that... So, remember when uh, Hiram was like, yes, we'll deal with uh, Asian... Asian- whatever Agent adams, adams right Wait, Agent adams will be taken care of right he'll be taken care of right i think that he was an fbi agent they killed him but they told archie it was a trick so that he doesn't feel guilty that they killed him or got rid of him or whatever i thought like i thought that that was the the thing like the her being the true boss and it being a test i thought was too on the nose for the show and i'm like no it probably has to be a little more convoluted oh i don't know dude i I could I could see them having an FBI informant. Like I would buy that. Uh but I I'm 100% in the camp of Hermione's the real boss here. Well, I mean, you, I don't know that she's necessarily the real boss, but I think she's just as much of a player as, as, Hiram. as Hiram. Yeah. If not, if not, you know, more. Um yeah. But I think what you said, Marco, like, I don't mean to dismiss your theory because, like, you saying that, like, I don't think that that's the case because I do think this is enough of a twist. But if that's true, I wouldn't, like, I would have been shocked. But you pointing out, I'm like, no, that seems totally plausible. That's a total, I totally buy that. That they just yeah. fucking buried this motherfucker, and they're like, "Oh yeah, no, he was an informant. Don't worry about it." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no, it was yeah, it was a test. It was yeah. a test. You, you pass. Good job. Test. Good job. Good, good job, Archie. Yeah. We're real proud of you, buddy. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like I love that. Like when he's just like he's like, "This was all some kind of test," and she's like, "Yes, it was." And you passed. Welcome to the family, Archie. And he's just like, "Oh no, yep. <laughs> this is scary. Like <laughs> this is so much scarier than the reality of what I thought was going on." So I just wanted to date your daughters. So what are the implications of if Hermione is the boss? Like, are, is there is does that affect anything necessarily? I the only thing I could see is that they're going to try and sell us on a narrative of Hiram's not such a bad guy, and Hermione is really the the one who's cold blooded. Mm, okay. Which, like, I don't. I can see that. I don't think it's that. I think that I think they're both that. I think they're both that character. Like, I think they're... I, I could see, yeah, I could see that the, uh, like, this season has sort of downplayed even more uh, than the first, her involvement in, in the business. I feel like this season hasn't, though. I feel like they've definitely kind of showed them as a unit. Well, more so than the first, for sure. Yeah. Because the first, we're, like, led to believe she's innocent. Yeah. Right. But if this scene leads us to believe that she and Hiram are on one level playing field, then like that that puts her in and even higher up than at least to me than she was portrayed this season. Like okay. there are just a couple of like power moves that Hiram has made this season that Hermione wasn't a part of, like killing Papa Putin. Sure. Yeah, or even um he threatens her. Like, I remember around the time that they buy Pops. Yeah. You know, yeah. where he's... Like, when he... Yeah, when he first shows up. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's more what I think this move is about. I think the implication is more like Hermione is a bigger threat than you think. You know? Yeah. I would also... Now that you say that, and we put that comparison there, like, Hiram, uh, you know, threatened her, I also could see 
her kind of doing a little more subverting of Hiram's will. And, like, that's why uh, they met out in the middle of nowhere. Um, because Hiram didn't know about it. Huh. Huh. I can, yeah, okay. That, I mean, that, that could, that could track. So in this instance, he's being accepted into the family by Hermione's graces, but not Hiram's. Or that Hiram had already accepted him. True. You know, because he did. Like, he invited him into the family, and I, I wonder if, you know, this was the thing of, like, well, Hermione orchestrated this whole thing over Hiram's head. You know? Like, yeah. I, I think I think that's plausible. How about it? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so any any closing thoughts on this one, boys? Other than great episode? <laughs> yeah, this is a really good episode. I I mean I'm I'm interested to see still where the Hiram Archie uh, dynamic goes. You know, if it if it like obviously Riverdale has strayed so far from what the comics are, but you know the. I've said before the the Hiram Archie dynamic in the comics is just a you know Archie's just a, a thorn in Hiram's side, so I I'm wondering where that will go. Yeah, and how that will sort of be represented here. Well, I mean, who's to say it hasn't already been? Like they no for sure because they've been butting heads. Right, there was a whole episode about them having conflict, and I wonder if this is Riverdale's subversion of that trope, right? In the same way that their subversion of you know. um Archie and Betty is been Archie and Veronica, you know, not that that never happens in the mm-hmm. comics, but it's always that, oh, Archie and Betty are kind of meant to be. And like Veronica's kind of the other girl that steals him away and creates the triangle, you know? And like, I feel like we still got that, but the fact that we've been so set down this path, uh, I wonder if this is the subversion of that, right? Of like, this is where that has to go or Archie and Veronica don't work, you know? Huh. Her- yeah, I wonder. I, I wonder if this is uh, sort of the subversion of the 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 Archie Bettier Endgame. You know, I've said I I've said all along that's that's the the thesis statement of the show. So maybe this is the show saying, well, maybe it's not. Yeah, yeah. I wonder. I, I had a moment like that this episode actually, like like where uh, when they're in the diner, Arch, um, Jug, Betty. Alice and FP when they're all in, in a diner and like he he reaches out for her hand and Betty just puts her head on uh, Jug's shoulder. I had a moment where I'm like, I think like this is just the pairs that we're gonna end up with. Like this is yeah gonna like th- this is this is the end game for all these characters. And same thing when Hermione was revealed, like I I, I had that same reaction. I was just like, oh okay, I this is the long game. They're they're gonna be the thing and that's it. Like it's just gonna be. Archie, Veronica, Jughead, and Betty. Honestly, like, I agree. Like, I I, I kind of think that Riverdale's whole subversion of all the Archie tropes is even extended to the whole, like, love triangle. You know? Because, like, that's hmm. really not been a thing. Like, ever. Really. Like, in the very, very, very beginning. But even that was subverted because he was with the teacher. You know? And it's like, I don't know. I, I, I kind of agree with you, Marco, because I think we're at a point where... I feel like we're at a point where if the last time they broke up wasn't the f- the time for them to like break up and Switch recouple up. and yeah. yeah like I feel like at this point you're gonna get to a a, a place where um, 
forgive the dated analogy, but I feel like it would be kind of like in that season of, I think it's like season nine or 10 of Friends, where they're like, oh, like, what if Rachel and Joey got together? And then it's like, no, like, that's not the pair, you know? Like, Pete, wow, Pete, Pete, you're so old. Pete, I, know. I was going to sassy Pete and be like, Pete, but how about you use an analogy of a show that people watch, like Seinfeld or something? Um, first of all, there's no major romances in Seinfeld, so you just proved how much you don't know anything about Seinfeld, you casual. And second um, of all, Friends is uh, Friends is very topical with older millennials. When it came to Netflix, it was super popular with the twenty somethings, so they know what I'm talking about. Okay. And uh, and also, Seinfeld inspired Friends. Like, why would you why would you go to Seinfeld? Because it inspired Friends. You just told me this afternoon you were watching Office. I was. Wait, why go. is that? Like, why wouldn't you go to the office? Shut this up. This is not the Eat sitcom now. I've literally been trying to end this podcast for like five. Now we're talking about the fucking office. All right. So that's going to wrap up the conversation here in the Riverdale Review this week. Remember, if you want to write in here, your thoughts right on the air, you can hit us up at thecomicspals at gmail.com or get us at thecomicspals at uh, anywhere your social media is sold. Excuse me. Um, or no, just hit us down in the comments below um, if you're on SoundCloud or YouTube, I suppose. Uh, whatever, Wherever you do get the show, though, we hope you'll give it a like on your platform of choice. And if we're not on your platform of choice, let us know and we'll get there. If you really want to help the show show out, again, you can bounce over to um, – I, I keep wanting to say iTunes, but it's Apple Podcasts now. And you can uh, give us that five-star rating if you think we deserve it. It really helps us out. helps us get um, recognized by you know new listeners. Um, so please go do that. Uh, if you're a YouTube listener, you can do the same. Like the video. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. And, uh, you know, as always, share the show with your friends, your pals. Let them know we're out here doing a show that you enjoy and that they might enjoy it too. And uh, I'm going to make this request too. If you are if you are an audio listener and you've never done the YouTube thing, go bounce over to YouTube this week. Uh, we've started doing a ton of new content over there. We're working really hard. We've got a lot of cool stuff in the pipeline. And even if YouTube's not your thing – uh, if you've got a Gmail account, you've got a YouTube account. So we'd really appreciate it if you just log in, give us a subscribe. We've, we've been real close to 100 subs for a couple weeks now, and we really want to cross that milestone. So please, please, please go over there and, and do that for us if you're fans of the show. Um, with that, you know, we're going to we're gonna call it a night here. So, uh, you know, I don't, what do you guys think? You want to get a pie? Like a real, not, not, a, not like a, not pizza. I know we talked about pizza, like a pie. Like I, I'm thinking I could, I could use an apple pie after this week. Uh, Pop, can I get a chocolate shake to go? Try to go? I'm just trying to get a pie. All right, Kale, I guess you and me, we're splitting a pie. Yeah, no, Still I'm it. out. Bye. I, uh, I mean, yeah, I'll take a pie. I need to tell you guys something. Guys, I'm an undocumented Canadian. <laughs>